at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. 12 after 7, the time. Good morning. I'm sure you've noticed how the price of eggs has literally shot up over the last few months because of the avian flu outbreak. Statistics South Africa confirming uh, uh, eggs just so much more expensive than they've been. That information out yesterday. Also, important provincial differences in the price of eggs, but meat price inflation coming down and food price inflation, which has been so high for so long, now at 8.8%. This has a huge impact on you. Overall, yesterday's consumer price inflation for the month of October coming in at 5.9%. The Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee making a decision today about whether to raise interest rates or not. We start this morning with Kuketso Mano, an economist at FNB. Kuketso, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Hello to all of your listeners. Firstly, inflation general, generally, obviously the economic story of the last two, two years. This figure of 5.9%, is that a sign we can still expect a long period of high inflation or is it just a blip? Yeah, I mean, coming from where we've been uh, over the past two years, um, 5.9% is actually shadowed by the 7.8% peak in July of 2022. But that said, um, we have seen inflation rising over the past three months, uh, past two months. But what's interesting to us is that we expect this increase to be relatively brief. Uh, So say, for example, the fuel price cuts that we had in November should at least support lower inflation, headline inflation next month. Uh, So even with this higher food inflation, especially affected by the avian flu, we expect this dynamic between food and fuel to at least still support a gradual decline in headline inflation. Okay, because it's really food and transport that have been driving this, isn't Mm. it? And those are the things that everybody relies on. Mm, Exactly, exactly. We move with the rest of the world. Inflation at one point was much higher in the US and the UK than it was here, many places in Europe. Globally, is inflation still going to be a problem next year? And does that mean inflation is going to be a problem for us next year? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, when you look at the IMF forecasts um, that that show us global inflation, you can still you can still see how elevated it will be over the forecast period to 2026. Even so, a lot of countries still battling with inflation above target, even in advanced economies. So in South Africa as well, we expect headline inflation next year to be around five percent, five point two percent. So still above target, unfortunately. Only over the longer term, uh, say 2026, do we see uh, inflation falling back towards that target of four. But even with that, you know, we're still battling with geopolitical tensions. We know how that how that can be very inflationary. We've already seen with um, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So unfortunately, these unfolding geopolitical tensions still present a very serious upside risk to inflation, especially when you think about um, the Gulf states being involved in some sort of conflict. And the Reserve Bank today then, would it be, uh, what's the right word, prudent? Uh, Will the Hawks win and will they get another increase or do you think they'll hold for next year? We are hoping the hooks will not have their way today. Um, we're still expecting them to flag a lot of inflationary risks. I've already mentioned that, um, you know, we're still going to see that battle between food and fuel. Um, but we are hoping that, you know, that the bigger overriding theme here should be core inflation, right? Your demand-driven inflation is really nothing to write home about. It's 4.4%. We could argue that without these external pressures, without an undervalued exchange rate, without input pressures, whether related to load shedding and so forth, we would 
would have co-inflation even lower than what we currently have it. Think about your housing inflation, for example, that's not so influenced by rent and, and so forth. You will see that uh, that's below 3%. So we're not dealing with a demand problem per se in South Africa. What we're dealing with these supply side issues and what the MTC has been flagging is that they're afraid about the second round effect, but we haven't really seen that. So we're hoping that will really be an overriding theme for today, especially with the Fed having been on hold, the ECB also on hold. Uh, we're hoping that that funding risk dynamic is also not very um, pressing at the moment. Koketsu Mano, thank you. An economist at FNB, really appreciate the t-